0: Hey everybody, what it is? Welcome into a Teal Town USA live right here with TealTownUSA.com. We're going to get into the media call that Jonathan Becker held today with, funnily enough, the media. I think that's why they call it a media call, but I, 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 we can neither confirm nor deny. Before we get into it, though, do us a favor and follow us on all the social media channels. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, it's all good. you like supporting the show you can hit us up in the tip jar on venmo at teal town usa so with that uh it's me and putt guy here and it's time to get into what was talked about today with jonathan becker sharks gm and duh media (laughs) uh mid-season check-in i mean a little after mid-season sure
1: right I, it's just one of those things that he usually does. And, and uh, it, it's kind of like a, the old state of the sharks, a little bit, AJ. Granted, those used to be during the summertime, but nice to get a barometer of what, what this organization's thinking uh, at this time, and, and especially this year, considering we've seen the attendance issues. We've seen, uh, of course, the, everything going on with the pandemic over the last few years. Uh, interesting to see what Becker uh, brought in tonight uh, today. Yeah,
0: it's uh, <laughs> it was something. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's That's get an understatement. <laughs> yeah, let's get into, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I know people probably nope. think I do. Uh, so let's get into the first round of comments from Jonathan Becker, who talked about uh, low attendance and the cause for it.
2: And the reality is, the pandemic is dramatically impacting people's comforts coming back to events. If I look at the NHL reports, all three California teams are seeing a year over year decrease somewhere between 20 and 25%. Uh, there are actually quite a few teams outside of California that are seeing 10% decrease. And there's one team that's seeing a 40% decrease. Um, you know, we've done fan surveys uh, both for sharks and actually for concerts as well. I think some of you have done your own surveys as well. I've seen those uh, on the web. The dominant reason is COVID. Uh, some people are not comfortable coming back to mega events, five, 10,000 and more people. Frankly, some people are comfortable, but they don't wanna deal with Vax, boosters, masks, et cetera. Uh, here in the Silicon Valley, remote work is a huge deal. Um, and there are a lot of companies that won't let their uh, employees come to big events. They can't host customers, et cetera which is a big part of our fan base historically. We know, we've read it in the papers, uh, people have moved away at least temporarily for the Bay Area, we'll see. But by far the longest, lig- biggest issue affecting attendance is the mandates. Uh, NHL, state, county, city, it feels like we have more mandates than any other venue in the United States. Yeah, of course, team performance is gonna be a little bit of a factor as well, but it's always way down the survey based on COVID.
0: So based on what Jonathan Becker is saying is that if you're concerned about the lack of attendance for Sharks games, blame COVID. <laughs> you can, you, I, I, I get that.
1: And, and he's bang on about remote, you know, working. Um, but as we heard later in the call, it's like, so why are the Warriors selling out, you know, uh, in an in indoor facility who had similar – um, restrictions granted i think they're a little more stingent in santa clara county of course and even more so in san jose um but you know uh, I, I i look at i look at uh then what the niners did they had a they had a good one granted that's an outdoor venue mm-hmm. but yeah chase center it's like that's a that's a tough one but uh he also mentioned that you know, Chase Center had testing ready to go early on. They just now got to it, like within the last couple of home games. Um, you know, it it's tough, and that I mean, COVID's hit everywhere really hard, and it I think it really hit the Sharks really badly. But um, you know, you look up, you look up north from San Jose, and you're like, okay, they're doing it. What what's going on here?
0: Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at as I'm sitting here thinking. I don't know how much I buy of that. Now, granted, he's got far more compelling data than I I have, but one set of numbers that don't lie is when you look at the attendance numbers for the Warriors, you look at it for the Niners. Last we checked, Warriors were at 100% at Chase Center. Niners were, I believe... Over 90%. I think there were somewhere close to like 95%. And like you said, outdoor venue, a little bit different. But you can say, okay, it's COVID. And he mentioned on the call that very early in the season, I believe it was like the opening night, they had like over 15,000 tickets. Now, <clears throat> for whatever reason... I remember when Curtis Pichelka brought it up during that opening game, well, he said, mm-hmm. oh, it look, he made note of it on Twitter that it looks like some decent amount of seats are available. And Becker responded that we're sold out tonight. Now, again, we have to always say tickets sold is not the same as tickets used or tickets scanned. So they very well could have been sold out However, not everybody used their tickets, which is something that Becker got into today is that one of the things that is probably the largest impact of low attendance is season ticket holders simply not using their tickets. And let's be fair, let's, let's be honest, I'm seeing people literally giving away their tickets or at least trying to. Whether it's on a, a Facebook or a Reddit or so, whatever social media channel, uh, we've had a couple people that are nice enough that have reached out to Teal Town and said, "Hey, I'm not using my tickets tonight. I'm if you if you want to help me give them away, you know, go for it." And of course, you know, we absolutely thank you so much for that opportunity. And so, yeah. at least those tickets are going to get used, even though the person who purchased him unfortunately doesn't get any of their money back, but that's that's just the way it is. I mean, I think sports or uh, season ticket holders realize this, that when it's good, you're going to be able to make a profit on your tickets. You know, you never hear these season ticket holders complaining when they're selling playoff games for 40, 50% over face value, but boy, they, you know can't get 80 percent of their purchase price and they're crying and screaming from the mountaintops it's it's cyclical man so it's like cryptocurrency a little bit yeah you know you, you take that you
1: take that chance with what with what the uh what the uh company is trying to to sell you 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 take it and sometimes it you know works out for you like we've seen it with they had the push for the stadium series had a big push there. They had the big push for the cup final, uh, then another big push for, you know, to get all-star tickets. I mean, there's been a great steady increase. Now you're kind of seeing it a little bit and it's tough. And, And I, I, I get both sides, but at the same time you, you get the good, but you also get the bad.
0: Well, I look at it is, is COVID, uh, Part of it, absolutely. It'd yeah, be idiots to say any anything different than that. But I still take it a, a step further that attendance was on the downswing before COVID. Now, whether you want to blame that on fans moving away, the Sharks not being able to appeal to the younger fan who's coming up, uh, it's it, it, rising prices, people being priced out. Like, there's a lot of bricks in this wall. Mm -hmm. so most of the people that I've spoken with it it has nothing to do with with COVID like they're like eh, you know maybe I'm not going to go to every game but I'm still going to pick some games that I'm definitely going to go to the the COVID thing the mandate thing that doesn't bother me Mm -hmm. but it's it's the pricing you know I feel that I'm being priced out and that's you know, you can say that the Sharks are responding to that because ticket prices are coming down. I right. th- I believe he said 5% on average across the board. So some people might, their ticket price might go down 10%. Somebody else it might only go down 1%. Right. But across the board on average, going down 5%. But the parking is still 25 bucks if you want to park at the tank. If you want to park near it, it's 25 It could be 20 15 depending on where you park. Mm-hmm. Then there's still how much is it for a beer? Well, that's sixteen bucks. How much is it for a Pepsi? You know, that's twelve bucks or whatever. How much is it for a water? That's what nine bucks if you go to Seattle, right? Um, I mean, you know, the food and bev prices are a little, a little cha ching. You know, if you want like meat on your nachos from the taco thing at SAP, that's like twenty two bucks. That's that's a lot of money to spend for nachos. So. Well, uh, I'll be interested to see if the pricing for food and Bev, if that doesn't go down maybe 10% or something, at the very least, if it holds steady for the next five to seven years. Because I remember going to games and it's like, I got a souvenir cup filled to the brim for like 10 bucks, And now it's, I don't even know if they still have souvenir cups sometimes. You know, and it's yeah, 18 I mean, so. Uh, yeah,
1: I think it's just basically beer, because I would take all those soda ones home.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So um, anyway, uh, Becker says they on they are on target to do over fifteen thousand sold for this Saturday. Again, we don't, we can't, we won't know until Saturday evening if all of them are used. But he says that lately they have been trending back upwards. But again, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit and say that sales, again, versus what people when they go to a game and see it, you can tell everybody, yeah, we sold fourteen thousand tickets tonight. The unfortunate thing is only nine thousand were used. So we'll see what happens. Coincidentally, three things play into their favor this this Saturday. Uh, you're playing Boston, pretty, you know, team that travels somewhat well with their fan base. It's on a Saturday, and there's a giveaway at the door. So, yeah. We'll see, and you're going to that as well, right? On Saturday? Yep.
1: Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. And Terry Smith will be dropping the puck for that one, which is cool.
0: Oh, I wasn't aware of that. That is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, let's see what uh, Sharkslass has to say here. Do you think if the team was even winning, if fans still wouldn't go because they just don't know enough of the players anymore, not like they're promoting them much. That is something that I brought up on the Pucknologist that, you know, you lost your three most popular players, you know, Pavelski, Thornton, Marlowe, the ones that you had promoted the hell out of for 15 years. And aside from, I don't know, Carlson, Burns, Couture, I mean, that's literally it. You know, you can say, okay, yeah, I, I, Hurdle a little. but I,
1: I mean, think about it. Who are the last two all-stars for the Sharks? Meyer and, Meyer hurdle. and
0: hurdle. Yeah, and you don't you know, see and, a lot of promotion. And, and,
1: right. And I remember, remember what was it, the, the year of the outdoor game? They were pushing the youngsters uh, hard. And I say youngsters because that was like eight years ago because now that was classic... Pavelski and Couture. And I think the year after when I don't think I would have called was, Vlasic you know, cool. a youngster
0: back then, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, eight years ago versus now. Um, but I mean, they they were kind of pushing those guys because they're, we were talking to them about the, you know, uh, about the outdoor game and everything. But I mean, let's be honest, it was marketing Jumbo Patty. Uh, and then, you know, here and there with Burns, here and there. I mean, we go back a little bit of ways with Heatley or or Clough. Boyle. Boyle. I I think the other tough part is is that there isn't a big, big name that's standing out right now with all due respect to the guys on the ice. And, I mean, we all know them, uh, but others don't, like, randomly, like, as you could say, versus – Steph Curry, or you know Debo Samuel, or even Jimmy Garoppolo, there isn't one guy that's like going bonkers. That that well, let's be honest, the media hasn't caught on to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. even the game last night versus Anaheim, uh, the Ducks crowd was over thirteen thousand. So Anaheim's yeah. growing better now. I don't know what their marketing is doing in SoCal, but I have two words for you, Trevor Zegers. Exactly. <laughs> so,
1: I, I the guy himself has just been a, a big game changer. And and when I was talking with Shalena last night regarding the shootout, we we're like, okay, come on, let's see what you got here. And and what does he do? He does something simple yeah. to, to get
0: the the shootout goal. Oh, dude, Reimer fell asleep during that. Uh, So we move on here. Um, Of course, everybody wants to know, with the revenue coming down for the Sharks because of the lower attendance, is that going to affect how the Sharks ice a team, i.e., does that mean they're not going to spend as much for their roster? Is there any concern that the lower attendance will have an effect on um, what the team or management wants to
2: do financially with it over the next couple of years? Uh, I think the short answer to that Corey is no, but let me elaborate that a little bit, which is also as the owner has had a long history of spending to the cap. Uh, wants a winning team and the best way to get a winning team is to continue to spend to the cap. So that's been our history. I don't see any environment under which that would change. So no. And especially since we already started to see attendance starting to build for the last month or so of the regular season. And uh, there are already some good signs for next year.
0: There you go. So, with that, don't worry if the you know even if we're not seeing the sharks get as much revenue from ticketing and food and bev and whatnot, they are still committed to icing the best team that they can by spending to the yep. cap. So I don't I don't think that's anything that we need to worry about at this point.
1: <laughs> and, and hats off to. You know, Hasso for allowing, you know, the front office staff to go spend to the cap. I mean, other teams like in, in this stage, you know, whether whether it's a retool, reset, rebuild, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, it, they would they would be cheap. I mean, heaven forbid you look at what Ottawa has been doing. Look at what Arizona is doing. I mean, they're they're just clinging on to the floor for crying out loud. The Sharks are at least. And granted, what forty percent is is committed to four people? But at the same time, at least you have those four people. You're you're not you're not you know, discounting the cap just because you're not doing great.
0: Well, and you bring up they at least 40, giving a damn that forty percent where you said one team is down forty percent. If that's not Arizona, I just don't oh. know who the hell else <laughs> it could be. I'm just saying.
1: Well, it's definitely gonna be a, it's definitely gonna be another forty percent next year.
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh, but. <laughs> Season ticket holders not using their tickets, yeah, that's a large part of no attendance, but I think what people also forget is you sit there and go, well, what does it matter? Because if they're not using the tickets, the Sharks have already gotten paid on those. That is true. However, what do fans do when they get there? They typically buy food, buy beverage. Maybe there's a, a puck or a T-shirt or some tchotchke from the merch that they would pick up. So it's or and hello parking. Not to mention yeah. how much does the city the surrounding businesses. I'd love to know what you know what they're trending at right now versus 2018 2019. I'm sure that they're probably yeah. down a good 50% or so. So it's not just ticket sales, it's everything that goes with it.
1: Now, yeah, I mean, there's even some restaurants that have gone under, you know, Peggy Sue's, to, yep. to name name one.
0: <laughs> to drop a name. Hashtag uh, so ah, the, new free ads. One of the things that also was touched on is some new ticketing promotional ideas. This I'm interested to see and hear about more detail, but this is what Jonathan had to say at the time.
2: So a couple of new things that are coming as well is if you're uh, subscribed to a subscription service like a Netflix or something, we're offering a Netflix membership next year also, where you can turn it on and off by the month. So maybe you want to come heavy in December but not all in October. You can subscribe by the month. Uh, we tested it out last season that was quite popular, so we're going to bring it back next year for every month as well. Uh, we're actually coming out with a quick in bowl upgrade thing as well. So if you buy in the upper bowl, you could take a chance that a lower bowl seat might be available last minute and get it at a quote-unquote bargain price as well. Uh, We're using something called Teal Tokens as an incentive, basically a reward program where anything you buy in the building, merchandise, food and beverage, tickets, et cetera, you get 3% cash back and you can earn Teal Tokens in lots of different ways. Ultimately, those Teal Tokens will be available for online merchandising and probably over in Shark's Ice as well. So there's plenty of uh, these kind of uh, new ideas that are coming as to encourage attendance.
0: So this subscription model, I'm very interested in hearing more about that because mm-hmm. we all know about the, the the what are the the shark packs, right? Like it's like pick yes. t- pick ten games. You get like it used mm-hmm. to be. Here are four different pack options. One includes opening night. One includes fan appreciation night. And then the other two will feature like an emphasis on, you know, the weekend eastern, games, eastern teams, or uh, weekend whatever it is. There, there was always an emphasis in the other two. This idea of a subscription model that it's like, you know, what my schedule's really jacked up in October, November, but it opens up in December, or I know I'm going to have time off because of the holidays, and I can get to a lot of games that month. I'm going to be, I, I'm dying to know more information about that i'm sure we'll get a flood of it once this season is over but um i'm dying to hear more about how that's going to work out these this new subscription model could be uh interesting because i do like the way that they they changed the pack where it ended up being like a a pick six type of a thing or whatever or whatever where it's just kind of like and and i would love to see more teams do this idea where it's look i can't either by way of my schedule make it to games or I simply just don't have the discretionary income to spend on 10 or 12 or 15 games but I'm willing to pick up six if I can pick the six that I want to go to and there you go and that way instead of a fan that might only go to like two or three games they're saying no I'll do six just let me pick the six and get a slightly reduced rate that's a great idea it's, it's a
1: great idea and to to find other ways to not get stuck into an 11 pack like the shark pack I've been a shark pack holder since 2009 uh, I love it having the 11 games and, and knowing every all which games I'm gonna go to but some you know like that flexibility uh you know, now the shark you pack
0: can't can... the shark pack though you have the same seat every time yes correct okay now one of the details about the subscription model was, you might not get the same seat every time, right? Which and if I mean, as long as I don't have a problem with that, as long as it's within, you know, like if it if I sit there and go, okay, I want this subscription, but I don't want to sit it like say upper bowl. I don't want to sit higher than like row nine, you know. So if right. they can fit like if if one game is row two, the next one's row nine, the next one's row seven, whatever, as long as they can kind of. We're, finesse that
1: yeah I think if I I would think beneficially and this is just hypothetical here but keeping it in within that same price range that you see on the seat map I and mean, you can move around from 216 row four to you know 217 row eight or, or in that range of some sort I mean that'd be cool Th- the other thing is um, uh, you know a great marketing campaign and and shark Express if you are watching if you're calling it a subscription i think you need to make sure it's at say sharks and chill i mean, come on
0: all right i'll give you that one <laughs> I don't know about that. but <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be interested to see how that works the teal tokens thing is another cool idea i hope they stick with it because we remember a few years uh, ago when they brought in the whole 365 thing where they had Food and bev vouchers uh, that it seemed like a lot of the fans liked, and then they took it away the following year, and there was a large contingent of fans that were really pissed off. But if memory serves, the explanation was well, only twenty percent of our ticket base were using them, so we didn't see. But it's that that twenty percent though were using the hell out of them. So right. The token thing, I can I can do- definitely get behind, especially if this, because it's basically, you know, it's like a credit card, the cash back from use. Th- for those of you who've got like a Costco card, you get your, your check once a year. I like the fact that with this teal tokens that eventually they're going to be able to expand it out that like right now it's for food and Bev credits, but down the line it can be to buy tickets for concerts that are there or buy it for use it at uh solar for america or use it for cuda games or use it for concerts that are held at sap i'm gonna enjoy watching that expansion and see how that unfolds i think if they keep keep it on that trajectory i think that is one thing that fans that get teal tokens you know season ticket holders that is something that we will see a lot of use of now
1: and and he and he totally previewed that like three four years ago with us when we talked with him and and then co-president uh john about it who so it'll be interesting yeah that that guy i don't know (laughs) i I know you guys were were, uh connected at one time
0: (laughs) yeah you know what once ramenda came back i haven't said a word to that guy that was the only thing i wanted (laughs) Uh, so, another thing that Jonathan Becker spoke about was making some upgrades to SAP Center. I think we can all get
2: behind that. We do significant upgrades every year, including the year after the building opened. On average, we spend somewhere between five and 10 million in arena upgrades every summer when there's still events in the building, but not hockey. It's not quite as busy as it is during the regular year. Um, Over the last couple of years in the pandemic, we did that as well. Many people noticed we rebuilt the ice plant. Uh, We broke into the foundation of the building, which was 33 years old, and replaced all the water pipes and the ice floor as well. Uh, We've switched out the escalators. Uh, We made the external concrete, uh, which is the stairs, earthquake, because earthquakes codes had changed in the last 30 years as well. So I don't think we've ever announced the exact number. We've spent significantly more improving the building. Than it cost the building to be built uh, 30 years ago and we're going to continue that process
0: now of course a smart ass is going to go well if you've spent more in improvements than what the building was originally built for why didn't you build a new arena (laughs) but i get it there's for me i don't know i think sap center has aged beautifully I, the, yeah. Could the concourses be a little wider? Sure, but you're talking to somebody who went to stuff at the Cow Palace, which is like walking down. <laughs> it, it's it's about three people <laughs> wide. Okay, I mean, yeah. or oh my lord, if you ever went and walked around the upper uh, concourse, it's not even a concourse, but if you were in the uh, upper levels of. Candlestick Park. There was like two people watching. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's (laughs) they've they're making all these improvements. And so, you at the very least, you might not like certain things, certain aspects. You have to at least give them credit to, to give them credit for continually pouring money to try to improve the facility. Think about how many teams aren't doing that. Think about owners that just sit there and go, Nope, I'll take the loss on my books every year. So the fact that Hasso continues to do that, I think you have to give credit for that. Uh, It could be a very sad day when Hasso uh, decides either he doesn't want to have the Sharks anymore or if at whatever time Hasso passes on and his family decides we don't want to be in the hockey business and they sell off the team, my point being is that it could be much worse. So I think at that point you have to be grateful that we do have an owner that is willing to put all of these millions into the venue and spend to the cap year after year after year. Now, if we could just and find a, a, a general manager who didn't keep. Sp- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. I'm kidding. Yee. No, <sighs> but
1: yeah, I mean you have to keep up with the times. I mean it is a Silicon Valley, or, you know, rink. You have all the kinds of technology evolving like it seems like every other month uh well and (laughs) we're right in the heart of the valley so exactly you know and and you have to keep up with with the modern times uh and you know becker the sharks organization has always said that they've they've always had that the arena has good bones to it that can easily be improved on you know and yeah, I mean it's a it's a great place to play. I know there are some that are saying, you know, a new rink wouldn't be too bad. Um I just don't know where you'd really put it if it's not in like lot A, B, and C.
0: Yeah, that's that's always gonna be my question is how is it that the city and Google when they were first talking about the whole West Downtown West development? How the idea of a new arena wasn't broached in some capacity. I I will not understand that, but then again, from things that I've heard, uh, the city and Google, but more particularly the city, treat the Sharks as an afterthought, despite the thousands upon thousands of dollars they contribute to the city every year from their events and whatnot. But... Whatevs. Uh, Another thing about upgrades when it comes to SAP that Jonathan spoke about was some
2: tweaks to food and beverage. One of the most popular things on the concourse right now is called the market, where instead of having to wait in line to buy something, you can self-service, scan it yourself and walk out. Even simpler if you have the app itself. We're going to do a lot more investment this summer for more self-service areas as well. It's faster. It's faster less reliant on part-time help that we can't get. One of those stands is now doing 5X this year than it did last year as well, etc. I talked about the digital wallet. Uh, We went cashless. We built an environment to create digital cards for people as well. We built the reward program. You're going to see a lot more investment in teal tokens going forward as well.
0: So, I like that. I like the self-serve stuff for the the most part. I mean, we've seen that introduced at places like uh target grocery centers where you have your traditional checkout lanes but then you also have the scan it yourself and and check it out same principle i like that i did notice um i want to say it's by uh, what's the section that has the uh, the the shark um oh my lord where where they do the auctions they show off things for auction where we usually meet for uh, do meetups
1: for Meetups, uh, like around two eighteen, two nineteen. I want to uh, say, I mean,
0: I, yeah, I want to say by there, there's a, uh, a serve yourself beer, or a beer fridge where they've got a whole bunch of different beers. My only beef, of course, with this, the thing that I'm going to complain about, of course, is that it's uh the the beer selection for my tastes could be expanded. I, you know, and
1: there's so many
0: can only do so many, there's, there's you know, Coors, Budweiser, Corona, Heineken, whatever. Like, come on. A, a little bit more in the way, uh, like, work with Hoppas. Logan Couture's working with them. Get Hoppas in there, you know. Get uh, Narrative Fermentations in there. Both of them local craft brewers. You know, you, you've you proven that you're willing to do it because, hello, Gordon Biersch. Get those guys in yeah. there, man, because those are some good beers. But the self-serve there's a, thing. There's a
1: great one up here. Up there. Sorry, there, there's a great up, up in Cal- CaliCraft. I mean, that one's there, okay. pretty
0: good too. How would say. you know? You don't drink beer. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. Nobody needs <laughs> to know that. Moving on. Now, the the thing that, of course, everybody is most excited about with uh, some changes coming to SAP Center.
2: We are going to replace the center hung monitor in the bowl uh, over the summer. Uh, to make it significantly bigger and brighter and higher pixel ratio. Um, the over way to simpl- think about it is it'll have 2x the surface area that the current one has. For those of you who like numbers, it should be basically 23 feet tall and 164 feet of visible area. Um, and it goes from 10 millimeter resolution down to 5.9 millimeter resolution. That's a nonlinear scale. So it's basically twice the density as well it'll have a lot of other changes as well including an undersigned video that you can see as well but that'll be a big visible thing that people see
0: okay this this is yeah. my interest this piques my interest i don't know if you if anybody's seen the uh the scoreboard or d- c- center hung display Do we need a the chd that we're just going to call <laughs> it that uh but the you know the center display look it's what we colloquially call the jumbotron you know just like you call tissue kleenex you call a copy of xerox it's it's become the de facto term (laughs) for the big goddamn screen above the center of the building you know the jumbotron so that's getting upgraded if you've seen what united center has in chicago i don't know that we're going to get to that point but it's pretty badass if i remember correctly it actually like has some moving parts where it expands and contracts um that's in philly Oh, that's in Philly? Okay, so you've got Philly, yeah, that one. look at the one in Chicago. Uh, last time I looked, the one at Chase Center, pretty fucking nice. So, yeah,
1: same with Golden One Center and
0: SAC. There you go. So, And of course, the the, the funniest part about this whole thing is that I literally got into a, a Twitter debate with somebody about this like two years ago, about that I <laughs> thought it was time to upgrade the Jumbotron. And then there was a whole debate as to when the last time it actually had been upgraded. For those of you who are unaware, it was 15 years ago. 2007. think the same time that the Sharks also released their current logo. Not the one that Eric's wearing on his sweater right now, but the current one. So, not that OG shit, but the current one. Same thing. So, anyway... Fifteen years. It's definitely been time. you know, the the original one hung there for almost fifteen. We're getting a new one after another fifteen. Again, not a cheap item. So thank Alcohaso for uh investing.
1: <laughs> and, and that's the thing, it's a city owned building, but the sharks have been have done almost all of the improvements themselves. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exactly right. And I, I do like Chris's comment in the chat. It says, self-service Togo's for $22 for a six-inch sub. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm right there with you. And, but how much is a six-inch sub at a Togo's today? It's about 14 bucks, man. Togo's prices have gone Close. through. But uh, I, this is, this is not, a, not a discussion about Togo's. Um, I also brought up the idea of what about speakers? Right. Um, I unfortunately didn't clip that. <laughs> but when I asked about upgrading the sound system in the speakers, he uh, he said it is something that they are looking into because the problem is, is that, of course, you have half the people saying, oh, my ears, it's too loud. And you have other people saying, what? Tell them to turn it up. I can't hear anything. Uh, right. So you know the people that say it's too loud. Of course, you can wear ear protection, um, or I guess the people that think it's too low can wear hearing aids. I don't know, uh, but for me, I think the way around it is uh, you're going to have to spend the money to upgrade your sound, your speaker. Raise that sound system has been in there for basically 30 years. I know they've made some slight tweaks and adjustments, but fact of the matter is. I've been going to concerts now you know, forever, and I remember going to concerts, and it was just big-ass stack of speakers here, big-ass stack of speakers here, and we're just going to throw all this audio out there, and so if you're within 100 yards, you're going to get your shoes shaken off, but if you're 300 yards away, it's like, oh, it sounds beautiful, and if you're 500 yards away, you're going, I can't hear anything, so... Speaker arrays. now you go to venues like the Mountain Winery in Saratoga. Shoreline has had significant upgrades. And the great thing is is that when you tune a speaker system properly and you have a lot of speakers, you can really dial in clear sound that is rich but doesn't overwhelm you. But the best thing is it's crystal clear. And it's at a volume that is, you know, is not overwhelming, but you're not straining to hear things either. That's something that I believe the Sharks will need to look at d- uh, very soon. I mean, we, <clears throat> when they, th- it's st- Let's be honest, that sound system it's still tuned for the Casio version of Rock and Roll Part Two that they used to do all the time whenever the Sharks <laughs> scored. Um, that's I, I will die on the hill that that's the reason why. 6 a.m.'s. Let's go. Didn't work as their song because you couldn't hear it because the sound system wasn't tuned correctly for it. It's tuned too much for like, the. Like, it's tuned way too much for the oons 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 in the in the organ stuff. You know there there are more frequencies okay. than those things. But um,
1: hey, we need to make sure Sandstorm works. All right.
0: Come no, we on. don't. No, we don't. <laughs> um, Becker also said that he's a uh, a little his concern has actually grown a little over the last six months when it comes to the downtown West Google development. And that has to kind of raise your hackles. Because remember, the Sharks are, they're here till 2026. That's only four years away. After that, they're year by year until 2040. Now, granted, they have it set up that they have to give like a three-year notice but still, that can three years goes by pretty quick. So it's a little concerning that he's concerned that the uh, development, there haven't been more talks. But the bottom line is they really want the Sharks to give up control of lots A, B, and C. And as of now, the Sharks are still not willing to do it. That is their kind of ace in the hole. Bend them over backwards. I mean, negotiate the hell out of that. Let's do some horse trading, people. But when it comes to the development, uh, that evidently is supposed to begin about a year from now. And that'll be somewhat light, but evidently it should get massive two years from now. It's one of those things we will see (laughs) how this all plays out. Just start documenting it now. And uh, and then you can put a book together, have Randy Hahn do the, uh, you know, the preface of it.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's ju- just as Borderlow Eckland and and Tristan Robbins and Ozzy Weisbrat uh, get this team back to where it should be. Yeah, they're not going to be able to get into the to... building
0: because of all the construction.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
0: now, of course, a lot of people have talked about the Sharks need to rebuild and he was asked, does Hasso support Doug Wilson's plan? This I want to get into. Pay particular attention to the words that Jonathan Becker uses.
2: It's hard for me to to speak on behalf of Hasso, um, other than he is really supportive of the team and will continue to spend to the cap to if to get us back in the playoffs if we don't make it this year. So... Uh, yes, he likes the direction we're headed on. Yes, he watches all the young players, including those that are back in Europe. and factor that factors in his decision. Would he like to see us to see win more games now? Of course he would. But does he feel like we're headed in the direction? Yes. Would he like us to move in that direction more quickly? Certainly so.
0: Here's my point. Not once did Jonathan Becker say Doug Wilson. This is, you know, he he's into the team he wants to see us do better blah 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 not once was there a hasso believes in wilson's vision you know i maybe i'm making a mountain, a mountain out of a molehill but i read body language fairly well was i don't know people hem and haw and, and they don't want to say the wrong thing i don't know remains to be seen
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm a little iffy about about that, but I I think later on he talked about, you know, being a part of our plan and it being part of being not just Doug's ideas and such, it was also Becker and it was also Hasso coming together. No, I get um, that,
0: but he was asked specifically, does Hasso believe in Wilson's plan? So take that for what it is. Uh, I asked about one of the big promotions that I heard a lot of people question was, uh, what, what happened to that cool top of the tank thing where it was like, I could get like a great rate on season tickets and granted, yeah, they're in the nosebleeds, but they were for a fraction of the price. Uh, is that coming back? And so I asked him about top of the tank and, uh, well, he
2: thought of some different ideas we will not bring it. We want to bring back exactly the top of the tank promotion the way it is, but yes, we plan to bring back something which will be named something else, not top of the tank, which will be a stripped down membership without all the other benefits at a very low and affordable price. So yes, yes, AJ, but with a change based on feedback from uh, members and non-members that wanted something slightly different.
0: So I like that. I like the idea of, um, Mm -hmm in seat upgrades, but it has to be worthwhile though. You know, if that's the thing that kills me is that sometimes you'll see some of these things about, uh, I'm in, I don't know, two twenty seven, row 17 and you can look on your phone and it's like, if you want to move down 10 rows, it'll cost you like 40 bucks, an extra 40 and you're kind of going, that's a lot. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm already up here. Like, to me, it's like, well, wait a minute. Is that seat not going to be used whatsoever? And that's the whole thing is, well, what what's to say I just don't go down there and use it and not pay you a dime? You know what I mean? Sure. And that's, I, I did use that option
1: in years past when they had that, where you were like, oh, yeah, 2, 218 row nine. Uh, no I, you know i'm with puck mom you know i know she likes to be like on the like the last row in the lower bowl let's see how much oh 30 bucks that's not bad mm-hmm. now when it's 30 bucks and you're moving down like a handful uh, of rows no, yeah that's not worth it find 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 that 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 uh, algorithm per se and uh and it's gonna'll a big benefit.
0: Well, Especially once you're in the building. Becker, of course, was asked about the big R word. Can we ever say rebuild in San Jose?
2: We are highly unlikely, and I never say never, highly unlikely to go through a proacted rebuild. It seems difficult to ask people to sign up for three or five years worth of fulls or partial season tickets and tell them we're intentionally not going to be good for those three or five years. Having said that, we are going to get younger. We are going to get faster. We are going to make some changes, and that's the part we're going to market to fans and focus on.
0: Now, here's my problem with this. (laughs) I get it that it's, uh, you know, how do you sell a three-year ticketing plan to somebody if you know that you're not going to be very good for those three years? I look at it. You know, two ways. Well, maybe during those three seasons, you sit there and say, hey, we don't plan to be very good seats. This plan would normally cost you X dollars, but because we're on this trajectory and we're rebuilding, it's going to cost you Y. But you can, you know, lock in for three years at X price, but know that at the end of it, it's not going to be Y anymore. It's going to be Z. But if you lock in for six years, you can keep X price the entire time. You know what I mean? So, like, I think there are incentives you can place there and still be honest and say, because what about the the, the person that's held season tickets for 10 years that is an astute fan who looks, they know, <laughs> we've, we, the Sharks have missed the playoffs for the last two years. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. Chances are high they're not going to make it next year. So, look, like, again, it's one of those things. Don't insult the fans' intelligence. Like, just give them an incentive to stick with you through the rough times. I think fans are far more accepting of – The idea of a rebuild or that it's going to get worse before it gets better, if you're honest with them and they can see that roadmap, you know, present them like, you know, show some highlight videos and and introduce them now to players like Robbins and Weisblatt and Gushkin and Godro and all those players, get them already kind of emotionally involved in the youth and what's coming down the pipeline now. Absolutely. And, you know, that first year in the CUDA
1: arena next year, who knows how many of those guys that you just mentioned are going to be in the new CUDA building. But here's the one thing we did last night on After Dark was the poll question is, are you willing to sit through and support or, or game during a rebuild? And we had 59, 60 percent uh, of our viewers say, yes, We're we're OK with it. You know i think a lot of the fans already went, well let's be honest here I, they're already rebuilding but at the same time you know they're they're like okay let's do this already let's get back to this we see
0: the i mean your your us, question was, was phrased differently. Are talking about it your question the poll question was phrased differently it was that would you stop going to games if there was going to be a rebuild and you have some people said yes i would stop or i've already stopped attending or i would still right. continue to attend now the problem with that is that there are fans outside of this area that they would support a rebuild like they'd still buy merch online or whatever but they don't you know the the fan in Idaho that just can't go to a games, but they still are invested from a, a you know a location outside of the Bay Area. They would still support it and want that to happen. That was uh, that was brought up during the show last night. That where where was the option right. for that fan?
1: Right, and there's that. I mean, or I'm visiting for another arena. But the the thing is, is that I think there are a lot of fans that that see the writing on the wall, or they already see. Let's face it. We're, we're not completely through the teardown yet we're already on its way they just haven't officially declared it and I think some people and, and as you said they're frustrated by by the only know, the, let's, let's that the only people that don't the only
0: people that don't think the sharks are rebuilding right now are the sharks <laughs> uh Ricky pointing it's, it out from last night is that the poll was flawed there was no I've moved away option which yes. Which is, man, how bad are the sharks? <laughs> That's true. Is, is that you're like, oh, crap. I just have to move That's out of San true. Jose. It can't get any worse. Um, but, oops, let's clear that out. Um, but uh, Becker also brought up with the point of attendance. The fact of the matter is there's a lot to do in the Bay Area.
2: I think that the reality is is that our market, in particular in Northern California, there's a fight for share of entertainment dollar, not just sports, but all of entertainment whatsoever. And if your product is not engaging, people don't interact with it frequently. And I think we've seen that from time to time. Uh, you can ask any of the professional sports teams in Northern California and beyond as well, does attendance correlate with how good your team is? And almost invariably, every one of them will tell you yes. Having said that, it's also just sports is about winning. Uh, I know other teams in other markets have intentionally non-won. Uh, that's not Hasso's style. It's not my style either. We want to win every single year we can. <laughs>
0: I've never heard, we've not, in, what did he say? Something about intentionally non won? You, yeah. t- you mean tanked? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Certain teams, they're, they're, or they've put been put in position. You know, if you don't ice a competitive team on purpose, it's not that the players aren't playing as well as they can. It's just that they're just not as talented as the other teams, but that's on the front front office. And there you go. I mean, that's to me is considered taking when you're purposely not icing the best team you possibly can, but look, they're, they're going to sit, you know, of course, Becker, Doug Wilson, everybody is going to be like, no, this is not a rebuild. We're not, we we can't afford to rebuild. Um And again, yeah, it's like you're competing with the Niners for, for your entertainment dollar for, you know, during the months of April uh, and hopefully for the Bay Area baseball teams, October, uh, you're competing for that entertainment dollar. But of course, the Warriors, and that doesn't even take into account the fact that it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're in, in this area, you're a half an hour from the beach. You can go surfing or or do stuff like that. You're three and a half hours from skiing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to do in the Bay Area. Uh, concerts, all the other stuff that that people will spend their money on. So yeah, the Sharks are gonna have to do a lot to engage fans and put on a show. Like they're gonna have maybe have to take a page out of Vegas's playbook when it comes to in-game presentation and say maybe we need to be a bit more over the top and it's
1: about marketing i mean let's be honest aj the the what got this organization running was there how great they were at marketing how they got the the logo the jerseys teal and black Uh, they they gotta find new
0: ways and ideas and and... or maybe old ways perhaps go back to the original jersey just saying maybe maybe it's (laughs) It's literally when it comes to jerseys, no one no one ever says a bad thing about that jersey. No. Nobody. The the only people that I've heard say anything negative about that jersey is they say, Oh, I think the original logo like, like I love the jersey, but I wish it had the or the current crest, but on that jersey. Now, we've done mock ups. Uh-huh. It just it doesn't look right. It doesn't jive. But Every single person who has ever uttered that, I go, when did you become a fan of the Sharks? Was it after 2007? Every single person? Yes. So I'm going, that's why you don't like the old logo, because you weren't a fan of them when they had it.
1: And and like I've said many times before, they can alter it a, a Ooh, skosh. No, don't alter it. I, hey, I, I kind of like, like the... I would love to have the circuitry in the gray. It just says a little Easter egg. Be like, "Well, I've had the old one. Why am I going to get the the new
0: old one?" You know. Uh, yeah, okay, they can do a little something. But just saying, I, I, eh, the Adidas thing is is enough. But <laughs> yeah, it's when it comes to that, it, it, there's just so much going on in the Bay Area that I you know, I can understand that from, from from that perspective. So, again, you have to be more engaging. Maybe it comes down to instead of saving on ice projection for opening night in the playoffs, maybe that's part of in-game presentation every game. You know, stuff, stuff along those lines. Um, something else that was brought up was the CUDA Arena. Yep. Uh, the new CUDA Arena is coming in on time and on budget which is a shocker in the Bay Area. Um, (laughs) It should open next August. Uh, It will hold non-hockey events, too. Uh, They're looking for 120 to 130 events per year. Uh, Last I remember hearing about, they also plan to use it for league games when it's not in use for Mm -hmm. uh, the Barracuda or whatnot. For me, I think a missed opportunity would be is if they don't try to use it in some way shape or form to uh hold concerts you know like there are some artists you you know i hate to say it (laughs) but uh two of my favorite groups evanescence and hailstorm played at sap center last november i don't know that there was you know more than 5 to 6000 people there just because unfortunately at least for me as a rock fan the bay area is not a big area that has a, a large contingent of rock fans but you look at at SAP it's like well they can hold you know 17 18000 for a concert shoreline can hold 18000 for a concert but not everybody is taylor swift and can sell out levi stadium you know, in in fifty thousand seats, so there are some artists that they'll they can draw, but they're not going to fill SAP. Use the Cuda Arena. Yeah, just saying. options.
1: I mean, you have you have the small venue with the Cuda Arena. You have a midsize indoor facility with the Shark Tank. Of course, Levi's when you're Coldplay, T Swift, Coldplay, Rolling Stones, whatever. The,
0: Coldplay ain't selling out the Levi's.
1: But I mean, but more more so. Getting back on the sports side, they they talked about maybe basketball in there. Um, I, I would love for San Jose State to make the jump, kind of like what Arizona State did, jump into D one uh, NCAA. I think that would be a huge, huge thing uh, for San Jose State sports.
0: Well, and if they're, uh, it, I, I haven't looked, but if the if developing the Cuda Arena, if they're smart. They use all the LEDs possible, so just like SoFi, just like uh, – where do mm-hmm. the where do the Jets and Giants play? What's the name of that? Uh, Me- MetLife Stadium. MetLife, yeah. See, I always want to call it the Meadowlands. But just like both of those facilities, snap of a finger, and it goes from Giants blue to Jets green. And if they can yep. do that where they can snap their finger and it goes from orange and teal to blue and gold for San Jose State, then that is just one more thing to – kind of drive people getting more and more into hockey and it'll definitely be uh something else that's more affordable to get fans into hockey
1: and and not to the least of which you have you can uh, like for san jose state 10 years ago they used up a majority of the facility for a national championship tournament uh for club hockey uh you can i mean obviously with usa having like figure skating championships that can be an alternate site to do uh you can also have you know the the peewee or the
0: or high school championships in there i mean all right let's not get crazy oh we can get crazy <laughs> come on but i want to uh yeah i'd love to see that venue as a multi-purpose thing uh just take off another way uh, another use of course fort too when they do events like sampling with the Sharks or whatever, where they're only going to have 500 people anyway, what do you need to open up SAP for when you can simply have it at the CUDA arena? Yeah. So, uh, by the way, Jonathan Becker also said the uh, the name of the arena should be announced within a month. So, uh, as last I looked, it will not be Teal Town USA Arena, unfortunately. Damn um, it. But uh, I'm gonna laugh my ass off if it ends up being Barracuda Networks Arena. It better not be. I it hope it. I, I I hope uh, I hope Cisco, like like, Cisco Pavilion or something, or <laughs> Adobe uh, Arena. Call it call it the mini SAP, mini <laughs> SAP. I don't know. Um, and then when it comes to that, of course, all of these venues they need people working there.
2: Uh, We're not quite at pre-pandemic levels. AJ, we're uh, last I looked, which was probably last week at 80-ish percent, I think trending towards 90 percent by the end of this month. So we will get there, certainly by the end of the season, but hopefully sooner before that. But we're almost there. It's been tough, though. Um, Retraining the entire core, which we almost have, this takes a lot of work to get to our standards. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to work four, five, six, seven, eight games before we know we're the right place for you and you're the right person for us. So we don't just because we signed somebody up doesn't mean they stay forever either.
0: So I think what we've learned is uh, don't piss somebody off blue coat, or you could get the door. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicholas in the chat, bringing up a good question. Uh, do they know what the capacity for the new Cuda arena would be for basketball or concerts uh, basketball? I would imagine it wouldn't increase by much. You know, I, I, I would think they
1: add a couple hundred seats courtside, but that's that, it.
0: Yeah, if that. Um, as for concerts, kind of the same. I mean, you know, the stage is probably going to take up, you know, poof. I mean, roughly that's thirty percent of the floor. But then you lose uh, any seating behind the stage. But, uh, you know, it'd probably be roughly the same, but I'd say, you know, somewhere between 42 to 4800. Um, but again, you, there's venues like, say, the, the Warfield, where you, you've got a band that comes in and plays three nights straight at the Warfield. Or so, same thing with like the Fillmore or whatever. Like, here's a venue that might be able to satisfy that group. And if it's developed correctly, because like Fillmore Warfield, again, very old venues, but just like SAP, have been reconfigured and changed and, and upgraded. Uh, but even the San Francisco Civic is just an old, dated barn out in the middle of nowhere. So, although it's not like the newer Arena arenas, like in some mecca, but you know, <laughs> e- either way, f- fact is. It's another option. I hope the sharks take advantage of it to maybe introduce, um, just introduce the idea of having a venue that you could hold music events in. That yeah, that we've I've I've seen concerts at SAP where they got the blackout curtains down because they simply can't sell enough. Mm-hmm. Move those events to the Kuda Arena. So, uh, and then finally, of course, the question on everybody's mind is. Uh, How is Doug Wilson doing? Uh, This is another one where pay attention to how Becker responds.
2: Uh, Yeah. Between Joe and I, we talked to him relatively regularly. Um, You know, he's asked us to keep his situation private. and I think we want to respect his privacy, but he's, he's doing reasonably well, but there's no timetable for when he might return at this point. Okay.
0: So, it you know there's no timetable for his return, but it just that seemed like an odd response where he goes he's doing reasonably well, well like in relation to what, <laughs> you know what I mean like you know it's like well he uh, he I don't know got a uh, a splinter, but we have high hopes I mean like it's just <laughs> like just say. Hey, you know what? There's no timetable for his return. We respect his privacy, and that's yeah. all we have to say until Doug is willing to say more. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I appreciate that Becker was trying to be forthcoming, but the wording, I was just reasonably well, and I uh, ev- just instantly in my mind, I went, compared to what? <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's, the, that's the tough part is that
1: you, you, you don't know what, what they're what what's going on so you can't compare it to anything. Matter of fact is is that something's going on. Let's hope the let's hope DW's uh getting treatment and hope he's doing okay and and gets better soon. But treatment but, for what? And, and we, well that's that's up to Doug's <laughs> family. No, I know, declare. but I'm just
0: saying it's like How do we know he's getting any type of a treatment? You know, maybe it's just rest. Like we just, we just don't know. And I'm not saying he has to tell us. I'm just saying, I don't know. I just, I would have chosen my words differently. But again, I appreciate uh, at least Becker uh, attempting to be forthcoming in that regard, because I can certainly understand if his response simply would have been, uh, "It's a personal health matter. It's none of your goddamn business," and we'll leave it at that. (laughs) You know. yeah. You know, we we still talk but to him regularly. He's in communication with Joe Will, but we got this. Don't worry. There you go. Uh but there is a target date for me to look forward to, and that's April 23rd. For those of you who do not know, April 23rd is when the San Jose Sharks host a team that Doug Wilson used to play for. Oh, yes. Um it, it would not surprise me if the Sharks, if we have a healthy Wilson, maybe because from from now or from, from, since it happened till today, has there been any mention of Doug Wilson going into the Hall of Fame at a Sharks game? Not that I know of, but if they're going to do something, that'd be the time to do it. Yeah, and
1: it was like right it was just a little bit after he got in and uh, was enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it was like within two weeks, because we actually put in
0: a request to speak with him about it. And that's when it's like, well, you know, he's taking a leave for right now. And it's like, but when he returns, we'll let you know. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs) I'm like, where are we at now? But... It is what it is. Uh, we'll spend these last couple minutes here. Uh, t- if any of you have any follow-up questions in the chat, we'll be uh, more than happy to take them right now. Uh, the Barracuda uh, can't get into their new barn fast enough because they're tired of getting their ass kicked everywhere else. Uh, yeah, 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 wh- yeah. What's the what's the score right now? It's 5-1 uh, Bakersfield.
1: <sighs> uh, they score... Uh, c- Bakersfield scored a power play goal 324 into the second period, and and that's the last update we have.
0: 5-1 Condors
1: over the CUDA at this moment.
0: Uh, oh, here's a good one from <sighs> Anthony. Will the CUDA Arena televise games? They don't now. <laughs> I don't know why they would. See, and, and, here's and, here's and this the thing. Is kind of... who, who is it? It's uh, The San Jose Giants have their games on Xfinity, right? Yeah, on like the Comcast um,
1: community channel or something like that.
0: They need to work with them. I mean, Jesus Christ, all you need to do is drag the equipment across the parking lot.
1: <laughs> I, I think the San Francisco Bulls had some games on there uh, a few times in their brief year and a half existence. Would not surprise me. So, you know, if uh, they could... and that's key to marketing both the Sharks
0: and the development of. The Sharks with the Cuda. See, and that's always been the thing that uh, I've questioned. Like, I understand. The Barracuda feeds the big club. Totally get that? Makes sense. Understand it. Uh, And look, the the big club pays the bills. Uh, Sometimes I feel like the Sharks are hesitant to promote the Cuda anyway whatsoever because they're going to sit there and go, well, wait a minute, we can go watch... Hockey, they're wearing the same damn uniforms for Pete's sakes. My my seven year old is not going to know the difference, and I can take them to a game for a fraction of the price. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I sometimes I wonder if that's you know the primary reason why you never see just about any promotion of the Cuda. I I think it would behoove the the Barracuda keep the name. By all means, keep the logo. You might want to think about jerseys that aren't identical to what the current the the big club plays in. You know, differentiate yourself a little bit. Get 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 a couple different colors going.
1: I know Aesthetics did a, a recent video on on if you should match, whether or not you should match your your parent club or not. Hey. That means we have to buy more jerseys. Exactly. And for you and me, that's a great thing.
0: <laughs> I will tell you, there's been times where I looked at buying a Barracuda jersey because I really like that SJ logo. Absolutely. But I sit there and I go, well, aside from that, what the, what's the difference? Yeah. You know, but if they had their own cool design, mm-hmm. different colors, I'd be like, yeah, I'd be down with this. Like, like, I mean, the the Stockton Heat, to me... Like, they share a similar color palette to Calgary, but it's still different enough. Yeah. Uh, well, and not to mention the fact that, you know, the clubs, there's a little bit more distance between the Stockton Heat and the Calgary Flames than there are between the Barracuda and the Sharks. Um, San Diego Gulls, they don't... They, they don't... Sh- uh, they, they share orange, right? But don't the Gulls have, like, a blue and the yeah. Ducks have, like, gold and black?
1: Yeah, the Ducks are orange, black, and gold Well, the Gulls are orange black in kind of like that sky blue
0: yeah so like you can share like one like a primary color but don't yeah don't share like you got to infuse something else like again to my point earlier return to just teal white black and gray eliminate all the orange go back to your old school stuff sharks and boom barracuda can now you can orange it all up (laughs) <laughs> let's not. just no. yeah, I don't wanna i I think there should be
1: still some connection with with teal and black, no matter what. But I, I will say this. I have noticed that a lot of their social media stuff has pretty much eliminated all their orange.
0: yeah, I think it would not surprise me in the least if the Barracuda are actually the ones that go with the retro uni yeah yeah with the sj on the front it wouldn't in fact you know what Like, we want foreseen points for this um, <laughs> absolutely yeah because i'll it do would, the mock-ups right now we've already seen the barracuda because they uh separated from barracuda networks we already saw their crest switch now they have the sj look you, you still got to sell that merch this is a perfect time especially to my point how many jerseys are you really going to sell when it looks identical to the big club that everybody knows? Right. You know, and I guarantee you there's some uninformed fans somewhere. They see somebody wearing a a, a, a Barracuda jersey and they're like, when did the Sharks wear that? I've never seen that before because they're completely unaware that there's a Barracuda. You know, you go to Santa Cruz and, wear, and they'd be like, I've never seen the Sharks wear that before. Yeah, dude, because right. it's a Cuda jersey. Cool. <laughs> Never know. I like Big Bird in the chat. AJ, a voice of consistent reason. Why thank you? That's all I'm trying to do. Uh let's see. Sharks Last, that awesome SJ logo. Wish they had kept that orange jersey around. I always thought that it stood up for the CUDA. I I hate that jersey and I completely agree with you. They should have kept it. Right. I'm not a fan of orange. Uh, it's like, cause I don't know, like I can't wear orange and I, I, I feel like I'm an M M&M and M or something. Like I just don't, it, I, I don't, it doesn't, that color does not flatter me. Oh, look, the Barracuda score. Um, hey, there but, we go. uh, but I'm telling you, I love it when the San Francisco Giants play on orange Fridays, those uh, mm-hmm. orange Giants jerseys, chef's kiss. Love it, and how obnoxious is that to go into a barn? And you just see a whole bunch of eye blistering orange. That would be great for the Cuda. I mean, and dude, just get a thing with like fucking orange crush or something. Orange crush arena. That would be great. Uh, what's Anthony saying? Most yeah. AHL teams keep the same color as NHL team. I, most, but not all. Mm uh and plus you you also have to take into account too that there's been so much relocation and movement you know even uh the the wooster sharks remember they've used the old logo yep and they had that w crest but and they they shared the the color palette but again it goes to my point they're on opposite ends of the country and uh last i looked kentucky thoroughblades not even close to the same colors as the Sharks, <laughs> Cleveland Barons. Uh <Yeah>. uh uh-uh. <laughs> Fairly close, but yeah, I get your point. Well, but
1: they I... they definitely had a different uniform though.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, uh, I said Cleveland Barons, and you're right. About what I was thinking was Kansas City Blades. But uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, but the Barons. Yeah, okay. And see, the Barons to me, that's that's the move. Like same color palette vastly different crest vastly different jersey design Mm -hmm. so that's that's the play that the the cuda take a page out of the cleveland barons book um so uh yeah i think that'll do it uh if you uh want to watch a barracuda game uh just go to stanley's go to solar for america (laughs) get ahl tv so i think that'll about do it uh i think the sharks play tomorrow is that right (laughs)
1: <laughs> they play tomorrow. They play Thursday.
0: Three and clock. four. Three and
1: four. <laughs> Take on the New York Islanders and then back-to-backs with Boston and and their nemesis, the Kraken, on the weekend. <sighs> That's going to suck.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh, if you got any more questions about the uh, Becker Media call, well, I'm sure uh, our boys uh, Pashelka and Corey on the Athletic and Shang, they're all going to uh, – have some, if they don't already, I'm sure they're going to either have a transcription or they'll have their takes on it. Uh, but we just wanted to take this time to share, you know, some people like to read, some people just like to listen while they get other shit done. So we try to fill that void. Um, hopefully we answered any questions, shared some video for you, so you could actually hear it directly from Jonathan Becker. Um, look, and I'm, I'm not excited for the rest of this season, the way it's going to play out, but I said it from the beginning that it's like, this is not a playoff team. Didn't expect them to be a playoff team. Uh, but I'm excited to see at least the things that they can implement. Can they take between now and October to get back to instilling that defensive strength that they had early on? Can they figure out a way for Eric Carlson to play a full 82 game season? I'm interested to see it. Uh, you know, can can Meyer continue the pace that he started this season? Things like that. Can hurdle. Yeah, well I mean, uh, depend- I don't know what, for, for which team. Exactly. Yeah, so there, there's going to be a lot to talk about between now and March 21st and the end of the season, uh, but that's that's where we're at, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. He's PuckGuy14. I'm AJ underscore strong on the social media stuff. Uh, remember to uh, hit the subscribe button. Tell a friend about this. Hit the thumbs up if you would. We'd certainly appreciate it. Uh, any, What's a poll question for tomorrow?
1: Would you buy a Too much Hurdle jersey if he gets traded to Vegas?
0: <sighs> oh <laughs> Oh, first off, I don't think there's any way in hell he goes there. Uh, well, pl- they can't afford. It. Well, they'd have to move. Yeah, they'd have to make a, big, a hockey trade. But uh, oh, that's a kick in the balls, man! Like if he was traded to like the Rangers, absolutely buying one, buying one tomorrow. I'd wish they had the reverse retro if they did. Yeah, but I'm yeah buying. what pretty much any team but Vegas probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. That's that's a great question. I can't wait to see the, the results from that. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We will catch you tomorrow for After Dark, following Sharks and Canucks. Good night, everybody.